minutes, ladies and gents. Oh. Yeah, almost, almost. A little early, but that's cool. That's the excitement that I'm looking for. All right, ladies and gents, we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff today. Comic books. Like, you are you know you're talking to a Marvel nerd, so we're going to get talking about how that's going to affect things and what is the purpose of a comic book, maybe? Where does it go from here? Let's jump into this. Let's do it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, time to drop some fire for our guest here today. I'm one of them. I'm one of those Marvel fans that never read the comic books. I know, shame on me. But today's guest is writing her thesis on comic books. She's getting her master's in marketing and aspires to become a teacher and an expert in marketing overseas. So help me welcome to the show spokesperson for a fight against domestic violence, feminist, feminine side, and violence against women and children. Welcome to the show, Danya Nami. <laughs> Who I warned you was a little bit different I than anything you've been it. on before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's have some fun. I want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you got into marketing space. You're literally going through a whole educational process, looking for a PhD in marketing. So my first question is, why are you doing this? Chris, I want to know. Why? Why'd you get into this space? I love it. Okay, so I wasn't actually always into marketing, believe it or not. I was into finance at first. Um, I was doing my undergrad at HEC. And after doing this internship in a private investment bank, I was fully convinced that being a trader was going to be my life and everything. And I'll just be obsessed with it. And I'll do it every single day for work and for personal reasons. And then I spoke about it with one of my professors at the time. And he told me that job is kind of disappearing. Even if you do a master's in quantitative methods the risks of you keeping that job in the coming decades is very slim so you might you know consider looking to something else yeah so i actually read the book called marketing warfare i don't know if you have it's an old book came out in the 80s but still very relevant today and it compares marketing strategies with warfare strategies which is pretty mm. cool and that kind of opened the world of marketing for me. And that's when I really started becoming super into marketing. So what fuels my passion is the psychology behind it, understanding consumer behavior. Why do people stay loyal to a certain brand? Why do they keep purchasing it? How does a company create a marketing strategy? How does it work? Why is it successful? Why is it not? So with that being said, I finished my undergrad and I told myself, well, the pandemic hit, it's pretty bad. What can I do? Oh, education, right? Let's do another degree. Let's stack it up. It's a pandemic. It's online. It's going to be tough, but I can do this. And um, yeah, I did a bunch of super fun projects on different topics like brand addiction and greenwashing. And then the time came for my thesis. And I figured, well, I have to do my thesis on something I'm super passionate about and that I love. 
and that's when comic books came into play. Mm. And um, I really enjoy being able to share my knowledge and my insights and to just conversate with others and kind of a geek also. <laughs> so um, I actually started working as a teaching assistant and I absolutely love it. I teach with uh, a professor called Michel Paulin and I love it. So I also love the idea of research and uh, being able to have an article that can be published and that people can read, but the two go hand in hand together. So you can't really be a researcher without being a professor. So that's why I want to do a PhD. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's talk about the, the marketing aspect of it. And I definitely want to dive into the comic books because, I mean, dude, every year during the 4th of July weekend, my brother and I, and then we kind of drag the kids into it too, right? But we do a Marvel movie marathon. We watch like 24 movies over three days time and we just like hit them all. Like we do them in different orders, right? Sometimes it's chronological. Sometimes it's like movie release. Uh, so we've done all kinds of different stuff. And it's it's total nerdy, right? I mean, we literally, when the, when the Marvel's movies start and the theme music comes on, we stand up like at the Pledge of Allegiance. Like it's our thing. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> like, yes. Total nerds, right? So there's so many people who have written comic books, who have amazing art skills, who put out different storylines. Yep. But not everybody has big success. And it takes some of those marketing skills. It's like, uh, you know, people who write amazing books. Well, you can be a great writer, but are you a best-selling author? Like there's a big difference between the two. Uh, when you're taking stuff in college, what are they saying about book work versus practical? Yeah. Um... Honestly, from my personal experience, school teaches a lot of theory and not much practical. So it's tough to say. Um, comic books are art, right? And they're part mm -hmm. of pop culture. So if you're making a comic book, you need to know to who, to to whom, to whom, to, to whom? whom you're, yeah, to whom you're 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 making it for, right? Who is going to be reading it? Um, who is your who is your public? Um, and then you have to find um, an, an um, sorry, I have like the French term in my mind. Um, <laughs> edition, uh, edition house, like a publisher, right? So okay, yeah, yeah. Are variables that are coming to play? Um, but that's not exactly what my thesis topic is about. Um, the objective of my project digs a little deeper. So it's about discovering the power of storytelling through an mm. educational dimension, which is a strategy often used in marketing. And within the context of illustrate illustrated narratives. So the relationship between comic books, marketing and education consists of the stories found within every comic book. They each teach a lesson to readers through storytelling. And that's a tactic employed in marketing to educate clients on a brand, a product, or a service. So I'm not really trying to like research how to publish your comic book. There's already tons of articles about that. Um, I'm not the type who gives out spoilers, but instead uh, of talking about the classic four P's in marketing, right? The product, the price, the place, the promotion, and present presenting how to market it. I want to go a step further and actually investigate 
what goes on in the minds of comic book readers and collectors, right? So why do they read? Why do they collect? Why do they love it? Um, what, what fuels that passion? So in other words, um, my key themes are around the behavior of comic book consumers and how storytelling and narrative transportation works in comic books. And that's one of my key themes. And later on, once I do publish my research, you will all be able to find out how businesses can use storytelling for powerful marketing communication and more. <laughs> as, you're, as you're talking about that, you know, you, you talk about story and story is so vitally important, right? The, yes. the sales process is really a transfer, a transference of energy, right? And so when people come on my show, I want them to have a good time. I want to see natural, actual smiles from the guests that are on the show. And part of it comes because my energy level is high and it's infectious, right? And so you take that same thought process into sales. How do you transfer that energy? If I come into a sales presentation and it's just me having high energy, that can only take me so far. I have to be able to, to with my words, grab the, the, the prospect and take them through a journey, right? Take them yeah. through the customer journey, make them feel something. Disney is super good at this. Every yeah. movie we watch in Disney makes you feel something, right? And I love, I love uh, what uh, some analogy I heard. You know, they're so good at making you feel something. Whether you think of like Aladdin or Lion King, they make you feel certain emotions during the movies. And then they got really carried away. They're like, well, what happens when animals have feelings? Or what happens when toys have feelings? Or what happens when cars have feelings? Or what happens when feelings have feelings, right? Like, all yeah, of no, literally, though. That, literally, I'm yeah. On that. Yes. <laughs> so, so tell me about, you know, when you're, when you're talking about that storytelling, what are some things that I can do to bring feeling into my story? Right. So I would say the number one thing is empathy. So if we're looking at a sales pitch here as a scenario, you really have to understand what is the situation of the person in front of you, right? So why are they here? Um, what is their need? And what is the impact of that need? What happens if that need is not being met, right? And you also have to verify all of that. So I think the perfect way of doing that is through a story. And the, one of the easiest ways is to tell a story about your own experiences, right? So you mm -hmm. kind of glide the, uh, guide the person through it. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that same, I use same stories like that all the time. I mean, I'll share one with you. You know, when, when we talk about helping somebody with paid ads, you know, I talk about my very first business venture and my very first business, we started it out of necessity. It was a computer repair company. And the way we got business was we printed flyers from our own printer and we walked around the neighborhoods and put them on doors. And that worked okay, but we got more efficient when we turned those flyers into door hangers because we were able to go faster, made us get more customers. Yeah. And we got even better when we put these stickers on the bottom of these door hangers that said, throw this door hanger away, but keep the sticker on your computer, call us when you need us, right? <laughs> and it was those evolutionary steps of what are you doing to market your business? How can you make it better so that people call you when they need you? And of course, I relate that to paid ads. I'm like, look, right now, what are you doing? You're posting on social media. You're doing what I was doing before, which is just handing out flyers. What you need yeah. to do is put the sticker there. This is where paid ads come in because now we're only talking to people who have their hand up and are ready to work with you. That's what you want to do. And that story, which is my own story from my own experience in business, 
always makes a good connection because people are like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I definitely want to go to that next level. Yeah, right. Because right. you can have an inspirational quote, an inspirational message. People can relate to it, right? And I really feel like when you share something, the person automatically feels something. And that's when you create a connection too. Mm-hmm. And like you said also, the energy is a big thing. When you pour the energy into the story, automatically grab the person's attention that's so so important all right you got some stuff going on you got a you got an event coming up so tell me a little bit about what do you do what do you do (laughs) all right so uh yeah i'm still currently working on my uh thesis i am currently uh looking for participants to interview. So if ever anyone is interested in sharing their passion for comic books or participating in my research, we can consider this an open call. So feel free to reach out to me. And I'm also creating and animating a workshop called uh, Discovering Storytelling in Comics for my university and for the COHDS, which stands for the Center of Oral History and Digital Storytelling. So in this workshop, uh, participants will learn through experiential learning, which means it's going to be active learning, not just passive where you sit and I'm just talking the whole time because I think that's boring. (laughs) So you'll be able, right? So you'll be able to learn about the concept of narrative transportation and transmedia brands and marketing. A transmedia brand is a brand that is on different platforms, right? So think of Marvel. They have comics, they have movies, they have NFTs now, they're on social media, video games, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be um, available online and in person on March 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'm really hyped to see people and to be able to discover um, and share what I found about the storytelling methods in comics and how it can actually be used in real life. So it's free. Uh, it's going to be super fun, and if ever you want to register for it, all you have to do is go on storytelling.concordia.ca, and you'll find it in the list of upcoming events, or just go on the link that's scrolling down there. That's going to that's gonna work. Perfect. <laughs> all right, so, I mean, storytelling, marketing, your background is there. How are you – what's your strategy for um... – Getting people um, to show up, right? What's the strategy? Yeah. What's the play now? Okay, so there's this concept that I feel like everybody should just implement. Everybody should just adopt it. And I know it can seem a bit like abstract at first, so I'll do my best into explaining what it is. Um, so when I teach, I practice experiential learning. And it's a method of education that's focused on active learning as opposed to passive because it adopted the SDL, which stands for service dominant logic. And that's what I'm talking about. That will bring you people. It will bring you suppliers. It will bring you partners. I'm telling you, this is crucial and it needs to be more heard of and more implemented. Okay, so basically, it's a theoretical framework that explains value creation through exchanges among actors. So the service dominant perspective in marketing integrates three dimensions of an offering. So instead of it being solely the product, it also 
is about the price and the services associated with it. And this perspective helps marketers think more like their customers, which then helps firms add value to their offerings. So in other words, the SDL um, is about how value is co-created collaboratively by each stakeholder rather than being created by the firm and then given to customers as in with the goods dominant logic or GDL. So if I can reframe this to make it sound a bit more simple, um, the SDL is about how services are what's valued and it strengthens bonds. It leads to co-creation, right? So because actors can create or destroy value, everyone has to be involved in all spheres of an ecosystem. So what I mean by that is, um, for example, you'll have customers on the micro level, and then you'll have your employees and suppliers and partners on the mezzo level. And then on the bigger one, on the macro level, you'll have government with regulations and the environment. So with the SDL, sustainability and ethics are key to formulate a successful SDL strategy. And knowledge is always shared with everyone. So we're super transparent here. And all stakeholders are your focus, your focus in the overall ecosystem, where short, medium, and long-term goals are as equally important. So ultimately, because all levels of the ecosystems are considered to be resources, they all create value within and across companies. And so that's important because service providers and service clients, they work together. And that leads to value co-creation or co-production of value in complex value change, uh, chains or networks. So if I compare that with the GDL, um, goods are valued at first, which makes this logic lack ethics. Actors are perceived as targets. So customers, suppliers, and partners only serve to generate sales and revenues, while government regulations and the environment, they just impose restrictions on what you can do. Knowledge is usually a one way and in a firm <laughs> and is to learn about your target market because customers are your main focus here. And short-term goals on performance, ka-ching, ka-ching, and statistics are the most important thing, which is in the end, dehumanizing. So things because automatic and robotized and the environment is hurt and employees aren't treated in the best way. And so it's really kind of like a top-down approach and the strategy depicts that quantity rules over quality. Okay, so to sum it all up. <laughs> Let me see if I get you. Let me see if I get you. Let yeah, me see. Go for it. Go for it. You're a very highly educated woman, right? And so you have this very 10,000 foot overview. Uh, and yeah. I don't have that kind of education level when it comes to marketing. So for me, this is what I got out of what you're telling me, okay. right? So I got that. It's active learning, right? In my world, that means don't think about shit. Go out and actually do the shit. Right? Yes. Get out there and actually make a sale. Okay, cool. Once you've done that, once you've gone out and made the approach and you've tried whatever it is that your marketing strategy is going to be, look for the feedback, right? Yes. Ask for the feedback because that feedback is going to be the thing that's going to modify your marketing strategy. Exactly. If you're not getting your short-term goal, which is to make the sale, 
then yeah. you have to modify whatever it is that you're doing based on the information that you're getting from your customers. Because at the end of the day, you're here to serve them. Exactly. You're here to help make their life and their problems go away with your product and service. So the feedback that you're getting from them is absolutely important. It's this key. Yes. is what guides your marketing campaigns, right. right? This is what's going to finesse your headlines, what's going to finesse yes. your bullet points, what's going to finesse your call to action until you finally get something that when you describe your product to somebody, this is how I like to say, right? When you first start off with marketing, you're going to be like, so I got this product that I'm thinking about putting in the market. It does A, B, and C. What do you think? And then your 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 pro, your prospect is going to be like, well, I like this. I don't like this. This is cool. And this is, you know, that's the feedback that you're getting. You go back to the drawing table. That's you adjust. Right. You make some certain things. Yes. And you want to get to the point so that when you speak to a prospect and you're like, hey, I have this product. It does A, B, C, and D. The response you should get if you fine-tuned it over and over and over again, your response is going to be, where can I get one of those? Yes. Once you have that, that is a winning strategy. That's so it. That's what, I, that's what I got out of your, uh, out of your, your, your uh, academic so talk. Proud. I tried to make it as simple as possible. Is that, did, I, did I hit it? Did I get it right? You did. I'm so proud. I'm so like honored. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yes, you got it. That is exactly it. Honestly, you, you, you said it all and you gave a concrete example. It's perfect. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. All right, so we're working through this. All right, so you got this, you got this uh, event coming up. Uh, people are going to come in and they're going to actively do stuff, right? So you're not going to sit in front of a, a speaker and just listen to them spit words at you. You're going to actually do some things that yeah. are going to make you learn what you're doing, right? The best way to learn anything is to go out and do it. That's now, right. I, I always tell people the same thing as well. Like the first time you do it, it's not going to be very good. Right? Yeah. So the first time you try to write a story or the first time you try to draw in a comic book or whatever, it's, it's not going to be very good. But push past that beginning. Embrace the fact yeah. that it's not going to be that great and you're going to move forward. Right. So what it's happens? Perfect. <laughs> right, right. So you're going to compile this data. What happens after you get your data? What's the next step? For the workshop? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm the... That's a really good question. Um. For me, it's kind of just being able to link everybody, especially during a pandemic. I feel like we're losing connections. We're losing the human touch, right? People are just kind of like always staying home. And I just want to create this event where people can gather together, uh, get to know and meet new people and be able to discover something new, uh, ideally to learn something. <laughs> and yeah. uh, from this workshop, um, Ideally, I would like to take what I can and be able to implement it for my thesis because I'm trying to defend my thesis in the upcoming months. So it's coming soon. <laughs> what are you defending in your thesis? What's your what's your argument? Um, I kind of like don't want to say it because Wait, ain't nobody gonna steal it. Come on, man! <laughs> Nobody's gonna jack you for that thesis. Nobody's gonna put in all that work to put in the events and all that stuff. Come on, dude, what's your you never, you never know. You never know. Um, okay, so I'm still working on it, but ultimately it's about what do people gain from reading comic books. So I really want to, yeah. And that hasn't been done in the scholar world yet, so it's a pretty big deal. That's why I'm not trying to like 
Daniel, look, 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 look. Yeah. Dr. Seuss can be a scholar, right? And look at the books that he wrote. Why not comic books? There's an entire industry that it is involved because of what people like Stanley have done, right? And and everybody takes their comic books into a different direction. There are comic books that are love stories. There are comic books that are animes. There are comic books that are superheroes. Like all of them have something that we connect with. We don't connect with these characters because they're you know, things that we can't aspire to be. There are things in these stories that we can aspire to be. Can I fly? Probably not. I'll fall yeah. with style like Buzz Lightyear, right? But, but you know, you're still connecting with these people. On, and, and that's what really comes off to me on a comic book is you're, you're going through a story and you're like, dude, I, I need courage like that character. I need to be, I need to be fearless like that one. That woman is inspiring me to be a better individual, whatever it is. Right, yeah, those right. heroes are what give us that that drive to do all kinds of amazing things in real life. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And it's also you know when you read, you kind of just forget where you're sitting, where you're leaning, where you're where you are, and you kind of enter this universe of what you're reading. Right. So if you're reading a superhero book, you're with them, you're with the actions, you're following it. And that's kind of like the concept of narrative transportation, right? You're escaping from your own reality and entering a different one. That's technically on paper. <laughs> okay, I'll make another connection with you. We're entering Web 3.0, right? This is an immersed, augmented reality. And, right. and I, I love those, those theories of like the matrix, right? What is reality? Reality is just a chemical reaction in your mind. When you pick up a comic book and you start reading, you're immersed into this world, right? right? This is why when people read books and then they go watch the movies, they're like, no, no, the book was better. Yeah. You, you literally created the universe in your own mind. And we're entering to a world where maybe an author can come up with a comic book story and then another person who has a different skill set can create that world and make it a reality. I mean, how powerful is that to be able to write something and then walk into a hologram and live it? <laughs> <laughs> it's super powerful and I think it's super cool and when you think about it a comic book is kind of in between a book and a movie right because a movie like everything is just displayed and you're just there and it's all happening and a book well <laughs> you gotta do the whole work right and your brain is doing it and you're imagining the whole scenes and you're reading it but then a comic book is kind of in between right so you still have to use some of your imagination but then you're also getting an idea of what the author and the artist are presenting to you and how they were inventioning um, the story. And I think that's pretty cool. It's really a storyboard, right? If you ever watch a movie, like a movie being made, it's always drawn up like a comic book. Like each yeah. section has right. a storyboard laid out. So, you know, it takes a book and then you have a comic book. It's almost like I feel like maybe a comic book author is really thinking about the movie they want to make and they're just showing you picture segments of it. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every single like image in each panel has to represent the moment. Yeah. Right? Like imagine when you want to like, imagine if you had to draw a fight. <laughs> right. Uh, it was yeah. like, you have to picture, okay, well this is the key moment I want to show here. And that's going to follow right there. And then on and on and on. And ultimately, well, comic books are art. <laughs> it requires so much time to make and to draw and to compose and to color and to edit. It's, 
I think you nailed it when you said a comic book, uh, uh, it really captures a moment, right? Because yeah. I think that's super powerful. It, most of us are living one of these, it's like a backwards life, right? I saw a TikTok the other day because, you know, we all live on TikTok these days. I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like, you know, you, you're at work and you're thinking about going on vacation. And then while you're on vacation, you're thinking about all the stuff that's going on at work. You're never present in the moment that exists. Yeah. Few people are, but a comic book, the way it's written, is literally focused on that square. That is a moment in time. And this is the emphasis in the story and the, the climax of that moment is right then and there. Yep. I like how you said that. That was cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, I also do believe, you know, in, in um just being conscious of the present moment in everyday life and meditation, I feel like can really help with a lot of things like anxiety. Um, but also grounding yourself and just your breathing and yeah, just the present moment. It's, it's a gift, right? It's all we have when you think about it. <laughs> we all need moments like that. Cause we're all crazy. We're yes. all loony. We all go nuts. Like we, we're all a little out there. So you need those moments to kind of bring yourself back. All right, look, we're, we're getting low on time here. So if people want to be part of your study, um, if people want to work with you and, and get uh, more information maybe on, on storytelling and comic books or, or be part of the study. Um, Say hello to my little friend. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so there's my LinkedIn, which is Danielle Nime. Um, there's my Instagram, Twitter, um, Discord, uh, Juicy DNA. Um, Snapchat, it's Danina with two I's and two O's. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can get a hold of me. And I'll be more than happy to hear from you guys. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I, I, our company is big on marketing. And one of the most powerful tools for marketing is word of mouth. And if I could get everybody to talk about me all the time, I would, but I can't. So the best thing I can do is capture those video testimonials. So Daniel, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? I really loved it. So for people who were watching, I was super anxious at first. I was like shivering a bit and I was like, oh, I don't know what to expect. And I was watching other videos you made with other people and I was like, oh, it's so cool. And I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so grateful and I had so much fun. I had a blast discussing things with you and also hearing your perspective. I'm all for it. And you can count with me for promoting. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm glad. And look, we got you smiling. And you might have been nervous at the beginning, but we got you. We got you all happy now. So, yeah. all right. Well, Donna, thank you very much for coming on the show, ladies and gents. You. you can go ahead and check her stuff out. I'm gonna. It's a long URL. So, storytelling.concordia.ca/events/discoveringstorytelling in comics yes. uh go ahead and check that out if you guys are interested in being part of the study they can do it virtually or does it have to be in person no it can be virtual yeah online all right so it doesn't matter where you're at you have no excuse if you want to get That's into it. this uh into this into this uh event go ahead it's free scrolling right there across the bottom all right ladies and gents uh this is the end of the week it's friday Yay! so this is reflection time. What was your week like? Were you as productive as you wanted to be? If you weren't, let's go and look at what, at the reasons why. And all you got to do is make an adjustment every day. A little bit of improvement will take you a long way. Because there's Slowly there might be right slowly oh surely there, you might be going you might have a huge step ahead of you you might be going hundreds of miles away but the only step you can take is the one in front of you so let's make sure you take it ladies and gents we'll see you guys next week peace Bye. We're out. thank you for listening to the business bros podcast 
Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.